Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We are so close to the end of the year. We are nearing in on the end of the year, certainly as far as the podcast goes. We've got three episodes left, I believe, for the rest of the year. We've got today, then we have a beautiful episode from our co-host Taylor next week. Then we've got a fun surprise little guest episode before I do a wrap-up episode in the week of Christmas. And then our podcast takes a hiatus because I am based in the Southern Hemisphere and this is summertime for me. And I'm a mama of three kids and they are all on a very lengthy school vacation. <laughs> I take a hiatus from creating any podcast podcast episodes throughout the end of Jan end of December sorry and throughout January and then we return kind of early to mid February. So um, we've been doing that for many, many years. It is certainly a seasonal rhythm that works for this manifesto. So we will be doing that again this year. But don't worry because you have a Approximately 170 episodes or so to binge on <laughs> if you are really wanting to get that weekly fix of the podcast episode. Um, we're also going to be sharing like our favorite podcast episodes on social media throughout January from our team. So um, plenty of stuff to dig into if you really want to be listening to podcast episodes with my voice coming at you across the airwaves. Um, today we're going to talk about collaborating with manifestors. Of course, you know, you've been hearing me say this every single episode that we have been focusing on relationships this year. I don't know if, you know, maybe you've picked up on that. <laughs> maybe you've heard me say it, but our social media content, our podcast content, um, even some of our um, courses and programs, the things that we have created and produced and sold this year have been heavily focused on relationships. We have gone through so much learning around relationships as manifestors and what that looks like in all of its different formats and what are our, what are our struggles and what are our strengths and how do we um, rewire things? How do we change dynamics? How do we heal certain aspects? Where do these things really come from? Um, in our final episode of the year, I'm going to do kind of like a reflection and a, a wrap up. I'm going to be all line six up on you guys and, and do a let's be objective and look back at where we've come from and see all the things that we've learned. Um, but we're kind of closing out the rest of the year with just just some fun fun aspects of relationships as manifestors because we've done a lot of really deep deep learning we've done a lot of deep healing we've talked heaps about 
wounding and fears and emotional dysregulation and trauma. Um, and it's been a, like a relatively new concept for us to be uh, working within a theme for a calendar year in the community. Um, I tentatively started doing it um, last year. And then this year, as we were coming in, I just really felt strongly compelled that this year had to be about relationships. Um, and I mean, at this point in time, like looking back across the year, I really feel like my spleen was correct and on point and we needed all of this learning and the most beautiful things have come through. Um, and even though it's incredibly unusual for me to have any sort of foresight about where we're going, because I am a manifester just like the rest of you. So I am surprised by the twists and turns of things, <laughs> just like you guys are. Um, I know that next year, very clearly what we're going to be focusing on is trauma. And I think that that's a beautiful cohesion because um, relationships really are the foundation through which we heal trauma of all forms, whether we're looking at, um, you know, trauma patterns, trauma pathways, um, even if we're looking into things like PTSD or complex PTSD, relationships are a, a bedrock of healing for trauma in, in all of its forms. So I really think that that makes a whole lot of sense, energetically speaking, um, that we've done so much work on relationships this year and that is really going to set the stage for us moving into trauma work next year. But today, um, talking about collaborating with manifestors, a ton of the questions that like, we often get right throughout the course of this year when we've been talking about relationships, I think every time we've spoken about relationships someone has has said to us, yeah, but what about manifestors and manifestors? <laughs> and we've done some cool um, content on it. You know, we've done some sort of specific Instagram content on it. Um, I've had some people on the podcast who are in like manifest and manifestor relationships, like manifest and manifestor marriages. Um, and that's just been really, really awesome to talk about. But I wanted to focus this episode on more of that sort of workplace collaboration with manifestors, especially if you are a manifestor yourself. How do we collaboratively work in relationship with another manifestor when we've got these two big initiating figureheads kind of going, going head to head, going <laughs> seemingly against each other? Um, because we have a very unusual environment here at the manifesto community. We are predominantly manifestors in our staff. For a long period of time, it was only manifestors. They were the only staff that I had were manifestors. Um, and I feel like I, I achieved that. That was a creative urge in itself. And now it's a little bit more open. Um, we've got some projectors <laughs> on the team, um, but we're a completely non-sacral team and we're still largely dominated by the manifesto energy type. So that's unusual because you often don't get a gathering of manifestors together working with each other. And also, I mean, if we believe all of the, the narrative about manifestors, it's that we like to work independently and we work on our own and we just do our own thing and we just have people who come along and support us. But my experience in this over the last four years has very much been that manifestors are incredible collaborators with each other, that we have a respect for each other's process, that we have a natural um, kind of, I guess, rhythmic movement between each other. We really hold the ability to initiate as sacred and we are not 
Um, we don't step on toes. Yeah. And so I, I really love working with manifestors. I love working with manifestors. And you will have seen that throughout some of the podcast episodes over the course of this year, because I've interviewed a few of my staff. So you will know, um, if you've listened to any of those guest episodes that, um, we actually have a really cool working relationship together, but for today's episode, specifically on collaborating with manifestors, I wanted to focus on, uh, one, one collaboration process in particular, and that is book writing because, uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock or maybe this is the first time that you have tuned into anything to do with the manifesto community, we wrote a book <laughs> and it is called Informed, the Comprehensive Guide to Human Design Manifestors. It is not currently released. We're so close. This podcast episode is coming out on the 29th of November and the book is due to release publicly on the 5th of December. So we're like six days off when this will go live. But we do have a VIP waitlist, which is free to sign up to. It will give you a 48-hour early access to purchase the book. It will also give you 15% off in that early access 48 hours. So a 48-hour opportunity to get 15% off. Um, and you joining that VIP waitlist, you get kind of cool exclusive excerpts from the book emailed to you just to keep you excited and intrigued <laughs> while you're waiting because waiting for manifestors is not really our natural state. Um, so the VIP waitlist link is is all in the podcast show notes. Um, definitely click through on join that if that really appeals to you. Otherwise, just wait for the 5th of December and, and the book will be out. Um, it's going to be in digital and in print and available worldwide. So we're just like insanely over the moon about getting this to you. I think of, of all of the products that I've ever created, this is just the one that has me most wired. It's I'm I'm so just enthused by this whole thing and our whole team has worked like little demons to get this together like we've worked so fast and so hard um, to bring this to life a book process is a very long process it's usually a two-year process and and we've turned it around in a lot faster than that so I'll walk you through that process as we go but um, I wanted to record this episode to show you specifically how you can actually work collaboratively like on a particular project with another manifester and what that looks like. Um, and I want to teach you three tips for working collaboratively with manifestors. I love seeing that there's now sort of all of these like manifestor specific things springing up, right? Like um, I know so many more people are now uh, manifestors are specifically teaching other manifestors and creating manifestor specific products and manifestor masterminds and manifestor, you know, things, just things for the manifestors. And I love that. I love that. And as a result, I'm getting so many questions from people about like, okay, I'm a manifestor. How do I teach other manifestors? How do I run a Zoom call for other manifestors? How do I create a mastermind for other manifestors? And um, to be quite frank, guys, I, like I'm not going to give all of that away for free. <laughs> this, this has taken me like five years to learn. Um, and I'm not just going to answer that for everybody because this is holding my own energy and my own wisdom as sacred. But as always, I am so happy to share the truth of my own personal experience and share the stories of my own personal experience. And if things from there resonate with you, then 
freaking fantabulous, right? <laughs> Take it, use it, apply it in the way that works for you because um, as manifestors, we're really not here to replicate like in any form we're not we're not here to replicate we're not here to do what other people are doing we're not here to do things in the way that other people do them so i'm always very very hesitant to say this is the system this is the rule book you know this is how things have to be done but i am very happy to give you tips from my own personal story okay enough of that so informed the comprehensive guide to human design manifestors which is so <laughs> Cool, that it's coming out on the 5th of December or the 3rd of December if you're on the VIP waitlist, um, is a project that started about 12 months ago. It was towards the end of 2022 that I really was feeling like, okay, the community needs a book. And it was not a creative urge. It was definitely not a creative urge, more in the realm of an idea. But what it felt to me like was I am just compelled to do this because it's a gift right this is in service to this community that I am privileged to facilitate and and you know teach um like people they need this they want this and I I am the one positioned to do it um and so because it was not a creative urge really I didn't have energy for it I kind of, um, over a few months time, I like wrote the outline of the book. I knew what I wanted to put together. I kind of came up with a vague plan of how I was going to do that. And then I found that I, you know, went into a risk cycle. I mean, initially, like I was in a creative cycle and, and pushing out a couple of creative urges over the end of last year and beginning of this year. And so all my energy went to those creative urges. And then I went into a rest cycle and I really didn't have any energy <laughs> for anything else. And so um, writing informed just kept falling to the bottom of the list because I just, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't initiate something as big as a book on my own when it wasn't from a creative urge. And I just kind of kept putting it off, putting it off. I kept, you know, I have a to-do list each week um, and I kept like moving it, <laughs> like oh, moving or like writing chapters one, two, and three, like, well, let's move that to next week. Ah, let's move it to next month. Maybe let's move it two months and see. And as we got towards the middle of the year, it just was not looking like it was going to happen, right? I, I We had so many other projects going on in the business. We were just going through our major launch of um, the Manifesto Mastery Certification. Um, I have been going through a huge, huge year of, of personal healing on my own. And I just was like, this thing's not going to flow. Like this, <laughs> it's just, I don't have the energy for it. And the team doesn't have the capacity to to kind of pushed me over the line. Um, and I randomly got a Voxer from one of our team members here, who's the beautiful Kerry Van Kirk. Now, a lot of you will not particularly know Kerry because she's very, very behind the scenes here, but Kerry is a 1-3 emotional manifester and she has been sales copy writing for us 
for about three years now. Um, so Kerry is like our go-to copywriter. We we always work on a, a per project basis. I adore working with Kerry. She is an incredible writer. She's an incredible collaborator. Um, she's just, she's incredibly efficient. She's very autonomous. I love it. I love, love, love working with Kerry. Um, and Kerry runs a business on her own. So she is a coach for creative professionals. She also does a whole lot of healing work. Um, she draws in uh, coaches connecting to love, coaches connecting to their you know creative output, their creative production. So Kerry, Kerry runs you know her own business on her own. And that's why we we just work with each other on this on and off basis. But we just wrapped up all of our, our major sales copy projects and we we didn't have any on the horizon. And so I didn't think that I would be working with Kerry probably for the remainder of the year. But Kerry happened to uh, voxer me and in this beautiful example of a manifester initiating another manifester, she just voxed me and said, hey, just just feeling the vibes that like, maybe there's something that needs to be initiated that I could maybe help with. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've got some space, I've got some capacity over the next, you know, few months. And so if there is anything, like, let me know, you know, but if there's not, no harm. And of course, immediately I thought, here it is. Here, here is the support tool for the book. I'd been going through that, that kind of journey of like procrastinating and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And eventually I had informed the universe out loud and just said, I, if I'm going to do this, I need help. Like I, you need to bring in the people or the things or the whatever is required for me to be able to get this off the ground. And then it was just a few weeks later when Carrie messaged me. So um, she and I had a history of working together. So I felt very comfortable in undertaking something like a book with her. And the process that we went into was that Kerry was the ghostwriter for the book. And this was a hybrid process that we did together. If you've never heard of ghostwriting, what it means is that um, somebody is, is kind of using your voice and your content and your words to create a book for you. And they're sort of doing it anonymously. Um, after all of these years, there is so much content right? I, I just have thousands and thousands of social media pieces of content. We've got 50 something blogs. We've got like a hundred and whatever it is, 168 podcast episodes. Um, we have multiple programs. We've got, you know, freebie offers. We've got eBooks, right? So there is so much content. And the sense that I had was the book is already written. It just needs to be put together. But even that, just putting the book together, was too much for me on my own. I couldn't, I didn't have enough initiating energy or creative energy left to do that on my own. Um, and so Carrie and I entered into an arrangement where um, we were taking the content, right? So we had the outline of the book and we were taking the content from all of my content, all of the Manifesto community content, and we were just wrapping it into a book. So taking all of this stuff, writing it into a book format, editing it, kind of, you know, chopping it down, fluffing it out, um, turning things that are courses and podcast episodes and blog posts into a book. And um, I, as I said, we did this as a hybrid process. So I think I I wrote 
probably two thirds of it, and Carrie wrote about a third, um, and then from from all of our existing content, um, and then Kerry has been doing the entire editing process to bring it all to a, a seamless kind of format and voice and and tone throughout, um, and then it's really been like handballed across to the rest of my team. So I have my VA and my graphic designer working on like putting the product together and getting everything scheduled for the launch. I have my uh, content creator and um, social media manager who's kind of putting together all of the like social media stuff and and pushing that launch out um, while I'm now, I'm now resting. I'm now sitting back. And I will say that that initiating something in a rest cycle, when it's not a creative urge, really takes it out of you. And the beauty of the experience that I've been in is that because I I broke my ankle 10 weeks ago now, and I was in a a six-week non-weight-bearing time, and I've really kind of been drastically reducing my load on everything, I have such a supportive team that I, I wasn't really doing anything else. I mean, I was checking emails and <laughs> reviewing documents and that sort of it. And so my sole focus was just just get the book done, Holly. Just do your part and get the book done. And I was able to do that because I had Kerry working alongside me to do it. And that that is how informed has come together. It genuinely is a a collaborative approach when I a lot of the terminology that I've been using in launching this book has been saying we we wrote a book which is true it is a we it may have all originally been my content but this has been a group effort now if this had been a creative urge I likely would not have involved someone else in the process um, because my energy would have wanted to dive into it and not um, be interrupted by anyone else. But I think that when we get really aligned with initiating our creative urges, honoring our rest cycles, what we find as manifestors is that we do have this ability to initiate in other ways. We do have a marginal capacity to initiate something that is not a creative urge. But in my experience, what I found is that we need to do that collaboratively. We need to do that with other people's support. We need to do that kind of in synergy as a team, bring all of our resources together. Otherwise, it just equals burnout for the manifester. So remarkably, uh, this entire process of hybrid ghostwriting this book all happened over the course of three months. So as I said, normally a book process takes about two years. This was an exceptionally fast turnaround and it shows you the beauty of what it's like when two manifestors come together to create something together, right? To both of us put our, are putting in our initiating energy into something, not a creative urge for either of us, working collaboratively, working in tandem to initiate something out into the world. And this Guys, I can't stress enough, like this is the beauty of being able to work with another manifester when you put two initiating energies together and we're not competing and we're not triggering each other and and getting all upset. What we're able to do is initiate things that would never have been created otherwise because they weren't coming through in our creative urges. So that's the process 
I wanted to give you that framework just so that you understand sort of really what that looks like. I do believe that you can collaborate with manifestors in your creative urges. I think you can collaborate with anybody in your creative urges. I mean, my my business is living testament to that. Every program we create usually is from a creative urge and I collaborate with people on many different fronts to do it. However, what I have found for myself is that the actual creation process of a creative urge I need to do that solo. And that's very reflective of a lot of parts of my design. I do tend to think that that's sort of the way most manifestors are, are generally generally the way we enjoy it. But I also know of other manifestors who have kind of specific areas of their design, you know, more tribal circuitry or collective circuitry, um, even more like emotional gates, um, emotional circuitry, sorry, and working collaboratively to initiate a creative urge is something that really works for them. So I don't want to apply that as a blanket rule that like manifestors should always work on their own if it's a creative urge. I think that there's always space for us to be working with other people and it's understanding ourselves on an individual level to know how to do that. But I promised you, I promised you that I was going to do a little bit of teaching and give you three tips for how to work collaboratively with manifestors. Now, This is important because at some point in your life, you are going to come across another manifesto. (laughs) You are going to work with another manifesto in some format, right? In a workplace, or if you're running your own business, it's highly likely that you're going to get a manifesto person coming to work with you as a a contractor or a staff member or whoever, um, because manifestos tend to attract each other. We tend to magnetize each other. And so we do often end up working in the same spaces together. And there are specific things that we need to pay attention to when working with another manifester in order to really make that a beautifully collaborative relationship where we are able to initiate incredible things out into the world. Basically, like this is how we optimize that manifesto manifesta relationship. This is how we bring the best of us into the world. So first, the first point for working collaboratively with a manifesto is to work autonomously. Oh my God, work autonomously, <laughs> please. Work independently. Do not micromanage. In fact, manage as little as you really need to. I think the Um, I've always found that manifestors, including myself, work best when we're just left to our own space to autonomously self-govern, to determine how we're going to create something and what process we're going to use and what time we're going to put into it and what energy. Like That is spaciousness. That is freedom for a manifestor. And that is how you get the best out of any manifestor. You have somebody looking over the shoulder of a manifesto wanting them to um, report in, to follow a specific format, to uh, stick to a rigid timeline. None of that is going to work. And so if, if we were in like, if anybody else, let's say we had a generator and a generator in a collaborative working partnership, Uh, That element of like responsiveness, of like regular Monday morning check-ins, of like sending lots of emails back and forth, of where are you up to? No, where are you up to? What is that going to look like? That's going to work so well for them as responsive sacral beings. That is atrocious for a manifestor. And when you get two manifestors together, what we really see is that we just kind of sit in our own lanes. We just quietly go about our own stuff. 
and we check in when we need to check in. So that was very much the book writing process with Kerry was that we agree, we had one meeting, we met for like 30 minutes, we looked over the book structure, we said, okay, I think this is the way that we can do it, this is what I'm willing to take on, this is what I'm willing to take on, fantastic. Like off we go <laughs> and that's it, right? So she was working very autonomously, I was working very autonomously and where we recognised that our work might have an impact on the other person, we would step in and inform around that. Which leads me to tip number two, inform, <laughs> inform and communicate. And yes, there is a difference between the two. So communicating is really just getting all of that messaging across, right? We utilize a lot of communication in our team because we're a, a global digital business with staff all around the world. And um, that communication usually comes in the form of uh, comments in Google Docs or sometimes we will send stuff like in emails if we need to, but that's that's communication, right? That's saying like, I'm communicating to you, something has happened, this is what you need to know about it, maybe this is the action that you need to take. Like, hey, I finished this chapter, I now need you to review it and edit it. Fantastic. So communicate, 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 which is vital for any energy type in any organization taking on any project. Informing is different. Informing is ensuring that you are utilizing your voice to communicate in the informing manner to the other person, like what's going on for you so that that, that person can get a glimpse into your quote-unquote closed aura um, and, and make adjustments if they need to. So there were points along the way when I would like voice memo carry and say, okay, like I'm going a bit slower than I thought that I was going to um, because whatever, I'm struggling with this injury or I'm on pain meds or I'm just really tired or I'm focused on other stuff. And so I'm going to push out the timeline that I originally gave you. Cool, great. So now Kerry can adjust accordingly. And the same in reverse. Kerry would voice memo me and say, hey, we've had some family stuff come up. So I'm now going to be three days behind where we expected to be. Or she'd voice memo and say, you know what? I had this flurry of energy. I've actually pushed through heaps of stuff. There's now nothing on my list. Do you want to share some of your stuff with me? Because I've got capacity, right? So that's informing. And that informing is very different to just communicating. But when you're working collaboratively, manifested to manifesto, you need both informing and communicating while still allowing each other to work autonomously. So I'm not telling you what to do and I'm not getting in your space, but I'm communicating what's going on and I'm also informing to let you know how my energy is moving. Then finally, the third tip for working manifested to manifesto collaboratively is to respect each other's creations, but to also be really emotionally secure in your own creative contribution. And this is what I see kind of messes manifestors around when we're initiating. That, yes, if you're working with, with anybody, with anybody, but certainly manifestor to manifestor, um, we need to respect the, the creative initiation of the other person. So what somebody has produced, we can't be like, God, that's shit. Like, why did you say it that way? Why did you do it that way, right? Like, I wouldn't have done it that way. There is a healthy level of sacred respect required for purely the fact that you're working with another initiator and they are going to initiate in the way that they see fit. So this is another place where informing can get really helpful, where maybe you might create something and inform and say, 
look, I created it this way, but I'm actually pretty open to it being differently because I don't really care. Or I created it this way and this is really important to me and it felt really correct and I definitely want to leave it exactly as it is. So don't don't mess with that, right? So that's important in forming and that's part of that respect for each other's creations. One surefire way to get a manifestor angry and offside is to say your your initiation is inadequate or incorrect in some way, right? It's mediocre because that really hits on our core wounds as manifestors. We've done a podcast episode on the core wounds, but just for those maybe who are new to it, um, we have inadequacy, mediocrity, control, and rejection. So when those things are are activated, when those wounds are triggered in a creative initiation process, yeah, you're going to get a, a manifestor who flares up, a manifestor who experiences a pretty big volume of anger, and that is not helpful to the collaborative process. But the other part of this is to, as I said, be really emotionally secure in your own contribution. This is the pitfall, I think. This is what I see reasonably often amongst manifestors and in a lot of the conversation about like, oh, I don't, I don't know about getting people to help me with my creative urges or my initiations because they might take over. They might tell me what to do. They might steal my idea. They might force me to do it in a particular way, right? There, there is a really important journey for us to take as initiators to learn to trust what we are initiating because once it is initiated, it is out of your hands. Any thought that you might have about being able to still manage it, to hold it, to um, keep control over it, all of that is an illusion. Once you have initiated, it's birthed. It's out. It's now got its own life. It's going to have other people interact with it. It's going to be malleable and flexible. It's going to change and transform and, and in some cases transmute into something completely different. It is not our job as manifestors to control and force our creative initiations or contributions to be exactly what we want them to be forever. The whole point of being an initiator is that you initiate things into the world for other people to interact with. And naturally, because it's an energetic process, once people interact with it, it's going to change. And they are going to take some ownership over that. And they are going to want to engage with it. And they are going to want to change it. Like, this is part of being a manifester. The reason that we struggle with that is because we have placed far too much emphasis on our value being about our ability to initiate and create something. That is not the sum total of where our value lies. You are not a valuable person. You are not more available to money. You are not more secure. You are not more worthy. You are not more adequate simply because you are in the process of creating something. That is that really sort of jacked up, imbalanced, um, often like a capitalistic identity. There's a lot of that sort of patriarchal programming in there as well. It's this belief that when you're doing and when you're creating, that's when you're actually valuable. And so many manifestors, including myself, have internalized that. And then we place this overemphasis on, no, nobody can touch 
what I've created. Nobody can touch what I've initiated. I'm not going to let anybody near it. I'm going to keep it secret. I'm going to keep it private. Or I'm just going to like hold everybody away with this like flamethrower, right? Part of, of learning to work collaboratively with others, manifestors or non-manifestors, is learning how to be really emotionally secure in what you have contributed. So that when somebody comes to you, because it is inevitable, somebody is going to come to you and, and reflect and give you feedback on what you've created. Uh, hopefully they do that lovingly, but they don't always, right? And you need to be really able to connect to that sovereignty and that sense of self and connect to the core of this is where this thing was birthed from, um, you know, this is why it's it's being produced and this is what's really valuable about it and these are all the aspects that are not valuable and they're, and they're probably um, or they're less valuable, right, and they're probably open to flexibility and open to change. You need to be able to regulate that through your body. You need to be able to emotionally navigate that, to respond to that with a level of um, maturity as well and that's hard. That's hard for us to do. It's so much easier as a manifester to just get flared up in those wounds and say, all right, I'm going to put a giant wall around it and you're not going to touch this thing. And then guess what? The initiation dies because the initiation was always about other people receiving it. You don't initiate just to initiate it, even though that's our role, that's our piece of the pie. It's much bigger than us. It gets initiated by us so that other people can use it. Other people can interact with it. Other people can get what they need out of it. So even though our role is done with the initiation, that doesn't mean the process of it is done. The life form that we've gotten out has a much bigger life beyond us. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's also something that's very challenging to those wounds that we have as a manifester. So we need to heal a lot through that aspect and, and mature a lot if we're going to work in collaborative relationships. The cool thing about working in collaborative relationships, though, is that you get to really bring so much more stuff forward, right? You get to initiate and birth so many more things than you would be able to on your own. And that's not saying that just initiating on your own is somehow like less than, right? you're initiating just fine. You are doing beautiful, beautiful things. But I do think that this is part of the collective growth that we are all partaking in and that is the natural evolution of, of humanity um, to expand and to move forward and to be able to be open to new things and, and doing things in bigger, healthier ways. And learning to initiate in collaboration with others is part of that. Certainly learning to initiate in collaboration with somebody of the same energy type as you and not be threatened by it, but to celebrate it, that that is something gorgeous. So those three tips, work autonomously, inform and communicate every step of the way, respect each other's creations and be emotionally secure in your own contribution. So that's that. I feel like that's that's helpful. It gives you something to like practically dig your teeth into and take away. If any of you are curious about um, the process of writing a book and, and maybe it's not a creative urge for you, but you just feel compelled to write a book, I can highly recommend doing it in collaboration with a ghostwriter. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend having a ghostwriter write the whole thing because I think it's really important for a manifesto to be utilizing our own voice. But 
that's a whole different subject. <laughs> and maybe this has inspired you to be a bit collaborative with your next creative urge, to maybe allow some trusted, safe people to collaborate with you in that process of initiating whatever creative urge is coming through next. Because what you get to do then is kind of give this much bigger life force to the thing that you are initiating. I am constantly, constantly saying in this community, this is not just me. I cannot do this all on my own. I have a team of people who are so dedicated and so beautiful at adding their energy, including their initiating energy into getting all of this stuff off the ground and getting it moving and getting it out and having it nurture all of you and be available to all of you so consistently. This is a community effort. This is 100% a community effort. And it's because of that, that we are able to consistently have content, that we are able to consistently have access to older products that are being refined, access to new products that are being birthed. Um, that's the joy of collaboration. And to me, that's worth it because it serves everybody. So as always, I hope that this podcast episode was helpful. Um, as I said in the beginning, that link for the VIP waitlist for Informed is in the show notes. You will need to sign up pretty soon because we're going to close off that waitlist on the 2nd of December. So quick sticks to get onto that. Um, and if you miss the boat on joining the waitlist, then just wait for the 5th of December for the book to be released, which is like super duper duper soon. And you will be able to purchase that on Amazon in print or in digital format, whatever floats your boat. I will be back with you solo um, on the 20th of December for our last episode of the year. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a beautiful time of reflection together. Thank you for being here. As always, I really appreciate you listening. I, I love all of your informing. I love um, <laughs> the feedback that you give. I love how much you share about the podcast episodes impacting you. It's such a beautiful thing for, for all of us here to witness and experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your kindness. And as always, keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to, or if you feel like it, please do a share across your social media. We love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you, and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media. So please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at The Manifesto Community. Until next time, please, manifestors, keep hunting for purpose.